0: hello and welcome to episode 101 of the atlanta man podcast i'm your host ryan rogers and i'm joined as always by my friend evan Etheridge. how are you doing evan how was your memorial day weekend
1: oh man pretty good pretty good got some nice weather grilled out a little bit Good little weekend, man. Memorial uh Memorial Day weekend's an awesome, awesome weekend.
0: Yep, it always is. It's always a good time. Had a great weekend as well. So uh oh. we can get right into the baseball as uh that continues to be the only thing we're able to talk about in this podcast because it is summertime officially now. I guess it's like officially summertime. I think after Memorial Day summertime. That's how my head works with that. So yeah, it's all Braves and um they had a interesting week. Uh some new guys coming up, which uh, I guess we can get that other way now. Let's talk about the one old friend returning and one brand new face coming up. We'll start off with uh Mike Soroka, though, who or Michael Soroka, my apologies, um, who pitched last night against the A's. Uh Braves did not win last night against the A's, which um is kind of tough in itself. The A's are really bad, and um, kind of a tough turnaround for the Braves as they had to go from Sunday night baseball. All the way across the country to Oakland to play at five o'clock, which is kind of tough, but still, it is the A's, and uh, they've coming into this game they were ten and forty-five, <laughs> which is uh, just ridiculously bad. But um, yeah, the headliner was Michael Soroka made his return to the big leagues. Um, it was announced, I think, uh, yeah, after Sunday night baseball or Monday morning, one of the two that he was going to pitch in Oakland. Well, actually, on Sunday he got scratched from his start in Gwinnett, and that's when. The alarm started to go off that he was gonna pitch on Monday. And um yeah, the Bears officially announced it. And um he pitched pretty well, I think. His line isn't super sexy. Six innings pitched, four and runs, two walks, three strikeouts to give up one home run. But um yeah, it is the A, so you kinda gotta put that caveat on there that this is just barely a major league baseball team. But um for his first start back, you know, it's uh Definitely could have been worse. I mean, eating up six innings in itself is pretty impressive. So, what was your um, overall impression with his return? Because I think it was perfectly fine, really.
1: Yeah, you, you, you know, with him having three years off, you, you really don't know what you're going to get uh, with Soroka. But man, what a story! What a, what an awesome story for him uh, to be able to come back later after two Achilles tears and some other setbacks. Um, you know, just a just a remarkable journey to be out there. Um, you know, shout, shout out to Michael Soroka. Now we call him, um, Mm -hmm. just, just a really cool moment. Um, you know, I, I, everybody wishes that he would have made that start at home, but honestly, I think playing in Oakland was probably the best case scenario. I mean, yeah, like there's like 7,000 people there, if that, and I'm sure half of them were Braves fans. Um, the you know, Oakland is just such a, such a poor organization and they have such a big stadium for, for absolutely no fans. Um, but yeah, I think it was a good a good place for him to start, but but honestly, he didn't look too bad. like um you know, obviously some rust with a control. um you know, he had a home run that was robbed uh, by Eddie Rosario. Uh, he yes. got some some double play balls, so you know, he was kind of saved a little bit early on, but uh, they finally caught up to him in the fourth. um you know,, you know, the velocity, I I thought it was there a little bit, but you could just tell there was a little bit of a drop-off um, expected. But, um, you know, I, I I was satisfied with what I saw. Um, it's going to take some time to get back up to speed, um, no doubt about it, but, but just really, really cool to see him uh, pitching for the Braves again in that uniform.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I'd said this before the game started. They were showing him just pacing around the dugout, and it was just kind of – just weird i mean not weird but just it's been it's been so long i think they said it's been a thousand and thirty nine days since he last pitched the big leagues i mean it was during the covid year at the very beginning of the covid year. Just think about how much stuff has happened with the braves since that i mean they've won a world series they blew a 3-1 lead freddie freeman left like it's been a long time and um yeah it's just cool for him in general just to come back i mean like he could have been done like his career could have been over especially after that second tear like uh it could have been wraps for him, and um, you know, back to how his stuff looked. I think, uh, you know, like you said, there's gonna be some rust. He hasn't pitched like a ton in AAA. Um, I think if in the perfect world the Braves would have had him make a couple more starts in AAA, but when they freed or Kyle Wright, uh, they kind of thought, um, let's just give this a shot. And um, yeah, I mean, I think he, he looked fine overall. I know he struck out one guy. I can't remember who it was, but he threw 94th top of the zone, just blew him away. And uh, so that was pretty encouraging from his fastball. Breaking stuff looked good. I like to start with the control. He hit a couple of guys, walked a couple of guys. That kind of got him in trouble in the fifth when he um, hit Braves legend, Shea Langoliers, with a pitch. And uh, then he gave up a single to S3 Ruiz. And then Ryan Noda hit the home run off of him. And I know we kind of pooped on the ace this episode. Uh, but Ryan Noda, he's a rookie for them, a 27-year-old rookie. He actually can hit. He's got a 867 OPS this year. So it's not like he's he got taken deep by um the ten day contracts that the A's have on their roster. That guy can actually kind of hit, so I guess that's kind of a silver lining because that was the big blow. That was a three run homer, so that kind of made his line look a little jank. But um, yeah, I I was just happy for him in general. Kind of sucks that they lost the game in Oakland. Like it's just uh they're on an eleven game losing streak coming in, and um, they broke that against the Braves. Kind of just how baseball is sometimes, though. Um, you know, it should have been a night where Braves blow the A's out, Mike Soroka can cruise, and, uh, you know, it's just a feel-good night, and it just wasn't that. So that does kind of the only downer was uh, the Braves really couldn't take take care of business, especially offensively. They did not hit at all, which is kind of shocking because the A's have just been awful, especially pitching this year. Their pitching has been terrible. So, yeah, I guess we can just finish talking about this game if you have any other thoughts, and then we can kind of work backwards to the Dodgers and Phillies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to say one more thing about this game. Like, Soroka got no run support at all. Yeah, like, and that would have helped was...
0: if he if he had a lead in front of him. He could have created yeah. a lot less pressure. But yet... yeah,
1: yeah. And, and really, there was three guys that hit Soroka last night. The rest of the lineup did nothing. Uh, Ruiz, Noda, and Bride went five for seven off of him. The rest of the lineup went six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, zero for twelve. So like death by three guys, and a lot of it was giving guys second chances, you know, hitting them with two strikes and, um, you know, some walks mixed in here and there, like really, um, you know, it's like three years. It's been a long time. Um, yeah, like I said, you got to give this guy some time. Um, but yeah, overall, just, just, I was, I was kind of impressed with him, man. Like, um, yeah, I mean, not, not much else you can say with zero run support. Like it's, it's tough to go out there and, 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 you know keep keep throwing up zeros and uh you know they, they, they he just had really one bad inning so um yeah i think i think we can wrap that up that that last game in oakland
0: yeah i have no more thoughts i mean eddie hit or eddie didn't hit a home and he robbed a home run Olsen had another home run he's been hot we'll talk about him more when we talk about the phillies so yeah that's all i got they play two morgan's oakland uh tonight and tomorrow and uh that Yeah, one last thought on just Oakland in general is that they kind of have to win these next two games because <laughs> if yeah. they lose the series, that's going to be a rough look. And They don't have to, obviously, some must win, but uh, just kind of for your, I don't know, for just your humility and not getting embarrassed, <laughs> you might want to win these next two. So, uh, yeah, they kind of dug a little hole last night. So yeah, we can move on to the other Big bombshell. I would I would say Soroka was a bombshell, but this was the bombshell. It happened a few hours ago, and uh, it is that AJ Smith Shaver is joining the big league club, and kind of out of nowhere, the DFA Lucas Lipke, who was um, terrible last night against bad. the A's, he he really uh, <laughs> let things get out of hand, and he had a bad out against the Phillies too. So, yeah, probably a good move to cut ties with him because he's been pretty awful this year. But um, yeah, he was DFA. Shaver brought up. He is 20 years old. He was drafted in 2021 out of high school. He really didn't throw a ton in high school because of injuries. And uh, this year he has been promoted. This is the third time he's been promoted this year. (laughs) He started the year off in high A, went to double A, went to triple A, and now is in the majors. Um, Yeah, what was your first reaction? Because mine was just like, like, I I mean, obviously with uh, his getting promoted twice already, I was kind of thinking he might be on the big league team some point this year not on may 30th though i was thinking give him a few months in triple a but uh the braves are i mean they've always been aggressive with their prospects and uh this might be the most aggressive one of them all though so what'd you think about it
1: yeah aggressive is an understatement like yeah. the first thing i did was uh you know obviously i, I went to his fan page and and looked him up this dude was born in 2002 yeah like like and that just makes me where, just... where
0: did where did we go wrong
1: <laughs> exactly. you born in
0: 2001. <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is just a wake up call, man. But, but honestly, <laughs> like this is so fast. Like he he moved up so fast in the ranks, um, even the prospects and, and and the Braves. Like they know about this guy. They've been hearing this dude's name. Like, uh, he, he he's legit. He throws gas. Like, like this is his stats for the year so far. He's got let's see, seven starts. 1.09 era 33 innings um 45 strikeouts and batters have a 164 average against him a 0.94 whip like he checks the boxes in in every category um you know just just truly amazing man like 20 years old This is, this is super exciting because not many organizations, uh, are privileged like us and, and they're scared to call up prospects and, and the Braves are not, man, like they're doing such a phenomenal job with, with recruiting and, and, and finding these guys in the draft and, and getting them up quickly. So, um, you know, super, super excited. Um, you know, we can talk a little bit about his role and and what you think that is going to be now.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, kind of just echo a little bit more just about him before we get into the nitty-gritty. I mean, mm-hmm. he is 19 innings above high A, which is insane. He was the seventh-round pick in 2021, too, so he wasn't a huge draft pick. It's really just a cool story for him. I mean, that's awesome. And, I mean, in 2021 when he was in rookie ball, 8-6-4 ERA. Last year in A-ball, a 5-11. Yeah. So it has just been a meteoric rise. He has came on strong and quickly and – um yeah he just like kind of flew into the being the number one prospect in the system very quickly so yeah it's awesome for him but um for his role um this is a tweet from Justin Toscano he works for the a- AGC, AJC I always messed up but um says the plan is for Schalberg to pitch out of the bullpen he would be the next man up if the Braves need a starter but it's easier to break guys into the majors via the bullpen yada 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 uh so yeah it looks like they're going to use him as a reliever and um if another guy goes down Knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen. He'll be starting. So uh kind of reminds me a little bit of in 2021 at the very end when they brought up Strider for the yep. last series. All right, we are back after some technical difficulties. But, uh, yeah, where we left off, I believe, was talking about how it is similar to Spencer Strider back in 2021 uh, when Strider came up for a little tryout in that last series um, for the playoffs just to kind of see if he can make the roster and he uh, didn't make the roster, but kind of reminds me of that, but just a lot earlier in the season. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be in the bullpen to start. But I I think, like, wouldn't you think if he just goes nuts in the bullpen and just lights out that they're just going to throw him in the rotation to see what he's got? Because I kind of think that kind of need to do that, especially, like, uh, with Freed and Rideout, and if Schuster or even Soroka, uh, God forbid, it just isn't very good, you know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if Soroka really just isn't back to himself or just, you know, this or that, I, I think if Schroeder looks so good, like Strider did, you have to, you have to give him a shot and, and just kind of see where that goes. I mean, we're, we're kind of doing a lot of uh, testing out with, with pitchers. And I mean, you ha- like losing freed and right, man, this we are just in such a bad like spot right now. Um, so it, it looks like the Braves are pretty desperate to try anything. And I mean, I wouldn't call this desperate. Uh this move, like yeah, it's kind of a reach, I'd say, but uh, you know, if, if Shayer's ready, he's ready, man. Like he's performed so well, triple A. And um, yeah, I, I think start him off in the bullpen, you know, see kind of see where it goes, you know, see if we need a fifth starter, like, you know, maybe maybe we have a double header and, and, you know, you need another starter, like he'll, he'll be the guy. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Braves are kind of just playing it by ear and, and, and giving him him, giving him a shot, giving him a legit, um, you know, role on this team and, and kind of see where that goes because Licky was just, I, I mean, I got to read this off, man. Licky, Lucas L- Licky over his last two appearances, he has one inning pitched six hits, five earned runs, 72
0: pitches. Man. One inning and 72 pitches is insane. <laughs> Greg Maddox has complete games with that many pitches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's hard to do, man. Yeah. Um,
0: I thought I lost you again. Okay, we're good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, not a surprise, Licky's Licky's gone, but you know, I, I'm just super excited about Shawyer, and and his number is in the 60s, and uh, you know, you know if if fate continues, man, he'll uh, he'll be pretty good.
0: Yeah, and i I totally even I totally forgot that Strider started last year in the bullpen. Yeah, <laughs> it, he's just been like so good as a starter that I forgot that he had 11 appearances out of the bullpen last year. I'm looking at his page now. Cause yeah, I remember it took the Braves like too long last year to make him a starter, so. um We'll see it. we'll see how it goes. Um he's on the team tonight. He could pitch tonight against the A's. And I mean, we'll, I'm interested to see like what kind of leverage situations are going to put him in. Like if they're up by a run tonight in the 6th or 7th, is he going to pitch or are they going to try to get him in when there's a bigger lead or if they're down. It'll be interesting to see how much trust they have in him off the bat. So uh yeah, I'm excited though. It was out of nowhere, but you know it's really fun. I think I think the Braves are in a position to where they just kind of, like, they, everybody Everybody says the Braves are the worst farm system in baseball, but when they get a guy, they get their guy, and he just, like, Michael Harris last year, Vaughn Grissom, Spencer Schreider, they get their guy, and it's like, hey, like, what's the point of keeping these guys down anymore? We're not we're not a tanking team. They don't need to, we can develop them in the majors, like, <laughs> and it's yeah. worked out. I mean, maybe not Vaughn, but even Vaughn last year was good. I mean, like, not everybody can just come and be awesome. Even Michael Harris a little bit this year has kind of struggled. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, this was around the round of time last year where Strider became a starter. Michael Harris got called up and the Braves went on a tear. They don't necessarily have to go on a tear like they did last year with the start that they've gotten out to. But, um, yeah, it's always fun when they call these guys up. I like it. You I, I like that. I, I saw some Mets fans complaining because they got, a uh, Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos platooning and they're just being super safe with them. And the Braves are just the complete opposite <laughs> of yeah. just throw them in the fire, which I love it. I'm sure I'm sure the guys love the challenge too.
1: Absolutely, dude. Like the new generation is just like like this happens in every sport. Like the the, the next generation is-
0: All right, it yeah, it keeps going. So we can just um. I don't know, dude. The Wi-Fi is off on my phone. It's just dog shit. Oh. All right, you can um just just keep up, Go keep going where you left off. The last thing I heard was about the new generation, and then you were frozen.
1: But yeah, what I, what I was saying is like um you know the younger guys coming up with travel ball and, and perfect game and everything, I, you know, they're, they're only going to get better. And, and I think just giving them a fair shot straight off the bat, like I said, we're super blessed with the, with the Braves uh, calling up young players and, and giving them legit time and not just kind of roaming around, you know, if they sit too long, they're going to send them back down to triple A to play more. Like they're not going to waste your time. Um, they're ready to see what you got. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about Schauber.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, I think he's going to be good in his bullpen role. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I like to see if he pitches tonight because I'm sure to see him. Like I'm, I'm not going to act like I've watched a ton of him pitching. I've seen like some clips of him pitching in the minors, but I've never like sat down and watched him pitch live. So, uh, pretty excited about that. So, yeah, now we can move on to the actual games that happened this week. Uh, three against the Dodgers and four against the Phillies. They lose two out of three and out L- or not in LA in Atlanta. And then they split with the Phillies at home. And, uh, yeah, it was just uh, not a terrible week. Would have liked a little bit of better results, but not a disaster or anything. They lost game one to the Dodgers, eight to six. Uh, they went up four to nothing in the first inning. Um, Eddie Rosario hit a three run homer. Ron Acuna just continued to be insane in the first inning. Uh, but Charlie Morton, uh, this was kind of last year. Charlie Morton made an appearance as uh, five innings pitched and six earned runs is not going to cut it really. Uh, the Braves were going to up against a rookie Gavin Stone for the Dodgers, and they got to him early, but he did settle in and gave the Dodgers some length, but um, yeah, this was a tough night for Charlie and for the bullpen. Joe Jimenez and A.J. Minter both gave up a run two, and that accounted for all eight runs. Um, Braves were able to tack on one more uh, in the eighth inning, I believe. Yeah, the bottom of the eighth, but they could not mount a comeback in the ninth, and they lose game one, eight to six. Uh, so what do you think about this one? Because they got off to a Flag start with eddie the home run and it was just eddie rosario versus the dodgers and good vibes and then it kind of went away pretty quick after that
1: yeah yeah freddie's return again to atlanta um yeah he had you know, a huge home off, run too started off real hot man and it yeah. just you know went absolutely stone cold after after the first inning and i really sucked and you know the dodgers kind of sucked the life out of us and uh just continual innings, the second, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, they scored, Um, you know, they just, they just poured it on us after that. And uh, yeah, no, no comeback uh, brewing for the Braves in game one.
0: Yeah. And uh, you mentioned Freddie, he had the big three run Homer off of Morton that put the Dodgers on top. And then JD Martinez, he was just raking all series, but he had four hits in this game and two homers. So yeah, those two guys kind of did all the damage for the Dodgers. They had seven hits combined. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that was kind of a theme of the series, too, was those two guys terrorizing the Braves. So, move on to Game 2. And uh, this one was not as interesting as Game 1. It was kind of a blowout, 8-1. to one. Uh, Spencer Strider pitched. He pitched pretty well, I thought. Uh, six innings pitched, uh, four runs, only two were earned because of some antics from Matt Olson at first base. Uh, but struck out 11 guys over six innings. And uh, only, oh, really, like, sometimes... When you have some unearned runs, they're still kind of your fault. This was not the case with Strider in this one. Those were not his fault at all. Uh, so, yeah, he pitched pretty good against a good team, and uh, the offense just didn't have anything. Uh, they The scored, Dodgers scored one in the first, and the Braves counter with that, with one in the bottom of the first. I believe it was an Austin Riley double, and um, that was it for the offense. Uh, Bobby Miller made his debut for the Dodgers. He was one of their big pitching prospects, and he pitched very well. Um, yeah, bullpen was bad again, but it didn't really matter because they were kind of getting blown out. Call McHugh has been pretty rough. Uh, probably another reason Schauber is joining the team because he has not been great. So, uh, yeah, if you have any thoughts on this one, you can say them now. But this was kind of just a laugher,
1: (laughs) yeah. Oh, for seven runners in scoring position. Uh, that's all I need to say about this one. Offense was really, really poor uh and, yeah. and in this game that's all I could say <laughs> yeah
0: the one silver lining is Strider struck out 11 and he's just he's pretty good so yeah we can move on to game three as the Braves look to avoid a sweep and they did and a pretty fun game four to three walk-off win from Ozzy Albies and a walk-off sack fly uh, kind of frustrating because they did blow the lead in the eighth inning Nick Anderson did at least on a bloop uh, double by Miguel Vargas kind of like a broken bat that just was barely fair. It's pretty frustrating, but, um, Marcelo Zuna hit a very long home run and we, we didn't even talk about it. it Zuna and Will Smith. <laughs> they a little beef. <laughs> Zuna popped him in the helmet with a backswing and Will Smith was not happy. Um, they, they were saying that Will Smith was on the eye up with the concussion early this year. So I'm sure he's on high alert with that. And Ozuna, I mean, he, He's not Will Smith's Not the first guy to have this happen to him. Ozuna has a very long backswing, but um, yeah, it was there was some debate going on of whose fault it was. Will Smith was he up too close on to a frame pitches? Was it Ozuna just being careless? I don't, I don't really don't know. Uh, but um, Ozuna did hit a home run in this game, and this Will Smith did stand up because I think someone was stealing on the play, and Ozuna hit him again in the shoulder. So that was pretty funny. Ozuna <laughs> turned around and looked at him. I don't know what he said, but uh, it was kind of a funny visual just seeing him turning around and looking at the catcher after a home run. Uh, So yeah. Do you got any thoughts on that beef between Ozuna from the Braves?
1: (laughs) Ozuna's a dog. Ozuna from the Braves, man. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like the post game comments were kind of funny. Like, obviously like I didn't know that Will Smith had a concussion. I'm sure the players don't like on the Braves don't know that. And so completely accidental, you know, it happens, but it happens a lot with Ozuna. And so I kind of get Will Smith's frustration with it because yeah, I mean, it's pretty common. Like he, he hits probably one catcher, you know, every other week or you know, yeah. it, it's pretty it's pretty common. So something like that. He kind of needs to, probably needs to fix that a little bit or or catchers catchers are gonna get the memo now, just back up some more. Um when, when Ozuna yeah. from the Braves is up. <laughs> um but yeah, like let's get back to this game. Like this was a back and forth game all the way. Uh gets the ninth and Ozzy hits a walk-off uh pop fly to right field sacrifice fly. Uh Riley tags from third. And uh, you know, it was really good to avoid that sweep because uh yeah, that wouldn't have felt good seeing Freddie oh, come, no. come back and sweep yeah. this bed.
0: Yeah, especially like blowing the lead in the eighth when they were up three to one. Um uh, Olsen hit a home run too who hit on top of the chop house him and i was going both those home runs were just bombs and uh yeah i think riley had to lead off double in the um bottom of the ninth to kind of set things up Darno had a nice piece of hitting to move riley to third and then i yeah they walked eddie and then ozzy did his job Kind of a long at bat with ozzy and you don't really count on ozzy to kind of come through with sack flies and stuff like that he's kind of just a I want to say feast or famine, but I was really worried Ozzy was gonna strike out because he got down 02 quick and yeah. Good thing he didn't though, because if he would have struck out, who knows what happens after?
1: <laughs> From the left side, he is feast or famine. From the yeah, right side, true. yes, yes, yes. He he he's so good, man. I I gotta read the stat off to you because I don't understand. It's, I re- we're, it's we're gonna starring. do this right now. We're gonna yeah, do we this can. right now. I do not understand why Ozzy Albies is still trying to bat left handed. He okay. This is his platoon splits, you know, versus left-handed pitchers versus right-handed pitchers. He never switches. He's he's strictly, you know, left versus right, right versus left. So when he's batting right-handed, he's batting four fifty-two, slugging eight twenty-three with a twelve eighty-three OPS. When he's batting left-handed, he's batting one seventy-one, slugging three oh eight with a five forty-four OPS this year. Why not try it? Give it a shot, man. Yeah. Just bat, go, go right hand, full time. Try it out because you're not doing anything from the left side. Like it's honestly pathetic watching him swing up there. Um, I I don't know, man. It's it's so frustrating <laughs> watching him bat left handed.
0: <laughs> yeah, and to be fair to Aussie, it's like I'm looking at his career splits now, and uh, on his career, he's not that bad against the lefties or against yeah, uh, no, against righties. I meant. From the left side. Um, It's a 732 OPS, which isn't great because his career as a lefty, it's 948. But listen, he has 11 plate appearances as a righty versus a righty. Because he's done it before. Like I know when a knuckleballer comes in, he will bat right Or If a guy just a straight junk. Like I, in the World Series, when Zach Greenke pitched, he batted right-handed. Mm-hmm. And you'll know his number. It's only 11 plate appearances. It's a very small sample. But he is four for ten with three home runs. <laughs> and so it's batting four hundred, a four fifty-five on base, a thirteen hundred slug, and a 1.755 OPS.
1: I, I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't understand it, man. He he just needs to give it up. I, I know if I'm if I'm the Braves hitting coach, if I'm Saitzer, I'm I'm not letting him grab. That the helmet bat left-handed like I'll get yeah.
0: that that you ear- he needs to be a double earmuff
1: <laughs> it's it's ridiculous man and i think he just needs to give it a shot i don't know if he's in his head or or what just um you know even if we're wrong even if you can't bat right-handed against right-handed pitchers like at least like show you're trying or like i don't know man it's just kind of kind of irks me something you know
0: yeah and i think i think um I think it was sites that was asked about it. It was him or um Eric young. It was some article that I read and I think they've like, I mean, it's been discussed from with the coaches in front of office to Ozzy to try this. And it sounds from what they said that Ozzy is the one that wants to keep doing this. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. Like it's like being a switch hitter. It, it's, it's useful. I just say, I'm saying, I, I'm not saying I get it. Cause he's been bad, but I'm just saying like the idea of being a switch hitter is very useful for teams and, Ozzy up to this point has been okay enough against righties to keep doing it. But this year, it's really gotten stark um, with how bad he's been from the left side. But uh, yeah, I agree. I I do think, I I used to not think that he um, should do it because he was just kind of, he was still good, but it's gotten so bad to, he should just bet right-handed. And there's been guys that just go straight from one side and, like and they hit just as well. Like I know Cedric Mullins used to be a switch hitter, and he decided just to be a lefty, and he became an all star. I mean, Ozzy's already kind of that at that level, but Mullins before that was not very good. <laughs> so yeah. this could kind of take Ozzy up another notch. And he, I mean, he's been good this year because I mean he's kind of getting carried because every their time there's a lefty, he just rakes them, and there's a lefty tonight against uh, the A. So watch out for Ozzy tonight. Just the whole then the whole team is way better against lefties and righties this year. I don't know if you've yeah. seen those numbers, but the Braves have kind of struggled against righties. But when there's a lefty, it's a home run derby. But uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Ozzy might be the first man in history to get slandered this much talking about his walk off. But uh, <laughs> no offense, <laughs> Ozzy. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was a that was a good sidebar because it is true. He has been um pretty bad against. Lefties, lefties, so, um, or against righties. From the left side, he's been bad. I keep yeah. I keep fumbling it. There we go. All right, so, yeah, we can move on to the uh, Philly series now. And uh, game one was awesome. Back-to-back great games. I was actually at this game. It was outcast night. I didn't get the bobblehead, which sucked. There's so many people there. It was ridiculous. I think they said this was the third most attended game in the history of Truist Park, counting playoff games. And it was a Thursday wow. in May. So that was, that was kind of crazy, but it was packed out. And it was a really good game, uh, back and forth between the Braves and Phillies. Dylan Dodd went up against Aaron Nola and they both kind of sucked. Uh, Aaron Nola went six innings, pitched five earned runs, gave up three homers. Dylan Dodd went five innings, pitched four earned runs, and gave up two homers, um, give a bomb to Bryce Harper. But, uh, yeah, Austin Riley had a huge game, two homers, um, Acuna had a double, Ozuna had a double, Ozuna had another homer, Ozuna had a big week. He continues to be good. Um, But uh, yeah, the main moment in this game was in the bottom of the eighth against Gregory Soto, a lefty, uh, runners on second and third, and those Michael Harris do up, and Michael has been really bad. There's no short coding it. He's been bad at the play, still been great in the outfield, legs are still good. But he has not been hitting at all, and they decided to pinch hit for him with Travis Darno, which uh, that was the right move. Absolutely, um, I would have done the same thing. And Darno comes through with a single, and uh, yeah, what did you think about that? Because watching it, I it it sucked for him. Because I mean, just think a year ago, or not even a year ago, but just all of last year, who would you want up more than anybody yeah. on the Braves last year with runners in scoring position? It yeah, was Michael Harris, he was a god with runners in scoring position, and. For him to get pulled for Darno kind of sucked, but it was the right move. And um I think uh might have been a little bit of a wake up call because he kind of turned things around a little bit uh for the rest of the series. So what'd you think about that and just that moment in general? Because that was a huge hit.
1: Yeah, it was absolutely the right call. Um you know, you know, going with the lefty righty platoon split. Um, I was a fan of it. Darnote has been good. Um yeah, I mean it it was the perfect move from a managerial standpoint and and now all you needed was Darno to come through. And I think he hit what a like ground ball to the left side got through just, just an absolute rocket, um, you know, super clutch. Um, you know, I think what what did we go up? Were we tied at that, at that point? Or, uh, um, it was five. Yeah. 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 It it was five, five, two run single to left. Like that was, that was awesome, man. It, It was a great game. Um, Darnold coming up clutch off the bench like that, it's its never easy, but uh, he did he did awesome.
0: Yeah, Darneau, um hasn't shown a ton of pop this year, but he's batting over 300. He's been a big singles guy, and he can just kind of send one in the left whenever he wants. I, kind of, I feel like he's kind of became that kind of hitter this year, more contact-oriented. And uh, that was, um, yeah, huge hit. Place went nuts when it happened. They add on one more on the Matt Olsen sack fly, and Iglesias came in, one, two, three, slammed the door. He's been really good. Ever since um his blow up against the Blue Jays, I don't think he's given up a run. So he's kind of returned to form. Um, but yeah, fun game. And um things kind of went uh went cold for the Braves the next two days, and we'll get into that now. Uh the Friday night game, they lose six to four. Um, this was when Michael Harris kind of got right, I think. He hit an opposite field home run off of Taiwan Walker. He drew a walk, had another hit, so probably his best game of the year, all things considered. Um so that was encouraging. And everybody was saying, like, uh, I, that might have lit a fire under his ass when Dardo came in and pinched it for him. And he, he, it was, that homerunee off of Tylan Walker is impressive. It was over 400 feet, opposite field. But like the guy that, was, uh, that was, looked like the Michael Harris last year. Uh, but uh, the Braves did lose this game 6-4. to four, And it was the bullpen that kind of gave things all back. Schuster, he was fine. 5.2 innings pitched three earned a You take that from him. Um, he's been pitching pretty well lately. Uh we gave him a lot of flack early this year for how bad he was and he he's been perfectly fine. But Joe Jimenez and Lucas Litke, boy. <laughs> boy. The has uh, gone. I don't I don't think Jimenez is going anywhere anytime soon. Um but yeah, they've been they were bad. And that was really the difference in the game. They gave up three runs over just one inning of work in the uh in the seventh or in the sixth rather. So, uh, the sixth and seventh they kind of transitioned innings with the uh, Litkey, but yeah, what do you think about this one? Because, offense did their job with the four runs. Um, Harris and Ozuna hit homers. Ozuna was on fire after this game. Um, yeah. So, what what do you think? Because uh, it's kind of frustrating the way things ended with the uh, the bullpen giving it all back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Him and As Lickie, were bad. Um, we had ten hits off Taiwan Walker. And only three runs off of him. So that was kind of disappointing. I know late in the game, there really wasn't much going on for the offense. Uh, it was kind of front loaded, but we couldn't score guys when they got on base. Um, and then that came back to bite us with the bullpen. Um, and Marsh was pretty good this series too. Um, yeah, this one, this one kind of sucked, man. You just, you know, you expect to win. Um, you expect to win these kind of games if you're the Braves, but um you know it is what it is. Bullpen had a bad night. Uh, I, I, you really need Jimenez uh, to to turn it around. You know, after trading for him, I think we talked about this last week. But he's he's been bad, and we gave up a lot for him. So you know, hopefully he finds something and, and turns the corner, man. Because because we need we need a big right hander to come out of the bullpen and, and perform well.
0: Yeah, and back to Shaver, he's another reason that he's joining the bullpen probably. Yeah, the righties outside of Iglesias have been pretty rough. So. um yeah, this one sucked, and honestly, the next game sucked even worse. This game was so boring. I watched the entire thing on my couch, and <laughs> good God, this was a boring game. Uh, two to one, the Braves lose. They didn't score until the bottom of the ninth when Sean Murphy hit a home run off of Craig Kimbrell, Braves legend. He got He got the save in game two also, uh, but they gave up two in the fifth inning. It was uh, Bryson Stott and Trey Turner doing the damage for the Phillies. And uh that was it off of Charlie Morton. He was good in this game. He kind of had that one hiccup, but five point one innings pitched, two earned runs, nine strikeouts. Uh things kind of fell apart. Not fell apart, but he struggled a little bit later in the game. And uh, but early on he was dominating. Him and Wheeler were just going back and forth, just striking everybody out. Um, Wheeler was incredible. He shut us down, eight innings pitched, zero earned, twelve strikeouts, just three hits and a walk. Probably his best start of the season. And uh yeah, shots to the bullpen though. They actually pitched pretty good in this one. Mentor, clean inning. Kirby Yates clean. Jesse Chavez and Joe Jimenez, clean inning two. Um, but yeah, they got that home run in the ninth uh, off of Kimbrel, and you thought maybe they could scratch one one more across, but they could. And this was, yeah, just an offensive struggle for both teams really.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said it. It was just, it was so boring to watch. Um, <laughs> just absolutely. I mean, the Phillies left twelve on base. Like they were just, they were just not good. You know, runners in scoring position. Um, You know, Morton had four walks, but still scraped by. Only give it up two. Um, But yeah, the offense was just dead. There's no other way to say it. Like no run support. Um, Just, just a really, really bleak, dark game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that that's just gonna happen. Guys like Wheeler, they'll just be on one one day, and you're gonna get shut down. Kind of just happens without within the course of a season. And uh, yeah, and the shadows were really bad too. The uh, the broadcast was talking about that a lot. The game started at four ten Atlanta time, so that was just kind of like prime time bad shadows. And uh, yeah, you could definitely tell that affected both teams. It reminded me of the uh, the COVID year when we played the Reds, and it went to thirteen innings. And in the and the, the playoff game went thirteen innings, and it was zero to zero. It was the same vibe, the same lighting from the sun, and the same just terrible baseball. So. Yeah, that's all I got on that one. We can move on to game four, and this one was a fun game. Uh, the Braves scored seven runs in the first inning, off of what's what's dude's name, Dylan Covey. I I I did slightly feel bad for him. He was the opener for the Phillies, and he just got hammered, <laughs> like bad. Uh, Ronald had a leadoff hit, then Matt Olson went deep, then Austin Riley went deep. Ozzy had a two run single. Um, I'm sure there are some other ones I'm missing, but um, yeah, they went nuts in the first inning. I think they batted around. I mm-hmm. think Acuna batted twice in the inning. So, and he, yeah, he had two hits because Acuna had two RBI singles, the second. Ever. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the game um, after that. They end up winning 11 to 4. Strider did give up two runs in the third. Uh, but other than that, he was awesome. Um, he became the fastest pitcher since 1873 to 100 strikeouts in a season. That is, yeah. uh, he he broke Jacob DeGrom's record. Um, I don't know what his innings mark was, but Strider is sitting at, how many innings is he sitting at? 63.2, so it was a little bit before that. I think it was like 62 innings or something. But he has 106 strikeouts this year and 15 strikeouts per nine innings. So he's been incredible. Michael Harris had probably the best catch he's ever made. Robin Kyle Schwarber of a home run. That was ridiculous. That was right after the, First inning barrage to you. It was just like, oh my God, we're just on fire right now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. What'd you think about this one? Because it was a fun game. Sunday night baseball. And uh the, yeah.
1: Yeah, the prime time really got to us, man. We showed out like yeah, had an absolute dud. had an absolute dud the day before, get on prime time, Sunday night baseball, and just seven in the first, come out, make a top ten catch, like Michael Harris. That yeah. was unbelievable. I don't know how he did that. Um yeah, like Strider was phenomenal. Like you said, 100 strikeouts, fastest 200 strikeouts. He was at 61 innings pitched. And DeGrom, when he hit 100 in 2021, he had 61 and two thirds. So barely, barely beat DeGrom. Um, yeah. DeGrom was
0: sustained that year, too, before he got hurt. So
1: <laughs> yeah, DeGrom's had a couple of those where he hits a 100 in like under 65 innings. So he's just, yeah. he's a freak, he's a cyborg. Um, but, yeah, this was just a phenomenal game, man. Going up 7-0, I was chilling the rest of the game, man, enjoying myself. So, uh, yeah, put put a beating on them.
0: Yeah, stress-free game. Um, Olsen hit two homers, like 900 feet worth of home runs. Um, Acuna had four hits. He had a triple. Harris had a hit, which uh, that was good to see. Harris and Acuna went back-to-back hits, and Acuna chased him home with that triple. So that was that was fun to watch, and uh, yeah, probably one of the more fun games this year. Just seven in the first. It's just, looking at that, the box score is kind of jarring looking. Uh, reminds me of when the Braves gave up ten runs in the first inning. Oh come on,
1: man! Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you're bringing uh, up the three-one to the Dodgers. Now you're bringing up this. I uh, mean, what... who cares? 28-3. I don't care about.
0: I don't care about that stuff anymore. I care about that, but I don't care about. <laughs> the three one or ten to nothing. We won the world series after I don't care. <laughs> I do care about twenty eight to three, don't talk about that.
1: <laughs> sore spot, sore spot.
0: Yeah. Uh, I heard a lot about that um with this Celtics Heat series that if the Celtics came back, they would have had the Red Sox come back against the Yankees down three oh twenty eight to three and three against the Heat. But they didn't win because Boston sports suck. So yeah. I think that I think that's it though. You got any uh, more more takes you want to go for chest?
1: Nah, man, we we covered that last game against Soroka. Um, yeah, you know, sh- shout out to him, man. That was really cool. But uh, yeah, we played. We actually are on a little West Coast swing right now. Uh, we play in thirty minutes, twenty minutes, 20, we 20 it, minutes. We play at nine forty. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay up and watch this, man. I'm about to pass out. But uh, they got to win these last two. You cannot lose to Oakland. You cannot lose the series to Oakland. They're a minor league team.
0: Yeah, they are, and uh, it's Elder tonight and uh, Schuster tomorrow. So you feel good about Elder Schuster. Uh, you feel solid about he's been pitching pretty good. So yeah, you do have to win these next two games because I don't has Oakland won a series all year. They might. I don't, I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to say they have it because they've only won eleven games. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they West Coast trip, Oakland, and then Arizona this weekend, and the Diamondbacks are pretty good. Yes, so, they are uh, good. That should be a good series, and. Yeah, I like the nighttime games. Um, I know you probably got to go to bed, but I'll watch the game for you. Uh, I'll have you covered next week with the recap, so don't worry about it. Take the night off.
1: Sounds like a plan, man. I appreciate you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no problem. (laughs) All right, so yeah, I think we got it all. Um, If you made it this far listening throughout these technical difficulties, we really, really appreciate it, and we will see you in the next one.